0: Tech Podcast. My name is Josh Thomas and I'm here with John Nahas of Vault Bank. And they are a legally compliant security token that pays a quarterly dividend. Hello, John.
1: Hi, how are you doing today?
0: Oh, I'm fantastic. Thanks for being here. And so uh My pleasure. you know it, let's let's take a moment to unpack this uh you know you want to stress the fact that this is a legally compliant security token and it has a lot of uses uh, a lot of use cases uh tell us a little bit more about the uh, functionality here
1: sure so uh you know, first and foremost we are of the opinion that most ICOs or token sales uh, you know and most utility tokens in fact are actually security tokens as as the SEC chief uh, laid out last week so when we came together, uh, to form Vault Bank, which was, uh, co-founded by Christopher Cummings and Austin Trombley, we really tried to find the best way to structure this offering to be legally compliant and to kind of be ahead of the game. Uh, you know, we, the, the team comes from a traditional finance background, uh, with a big interest in the cryptocurrency market. And we saw a big gap kind of where traditional finance is and where the cryptocurrency market currently is, and we sought to kind of bridge that divide. So the the ultimate goal of Vault Bank is to innovate innovate the convergence of those two worlds, of traditional investments and cryptocurrency, by creating a platform for buying, selling, and spending crypto investment, as well as tokenizing securities we see as the future. So in essence, we're kind of creating the future of financial services under the Vault Bank token, which represents a non-voting equity stake in our company, And we'll be paying back a quarterly dividend um, in Ethereum from from all the revenue lines that we have, which will be our Vault Bank Fund, which is an investment vehicle, uh, the Vault Bank Exchange and Wallet, which will be a security and utility token exchange, and the forthcoming Vault Bank debit card, which will allow people to uh, use spend crypto for everyday purchases. Fit.
0: That's great. And uh, so, you know, we're blockchain is all about solving problems. We're looking at this uh, this program here. What problems specifically um, were you aiming to solve?
1: Well, I think, like like I mentioned, you know, from the traditional finance perspective, you can go on interactive brokers, you can go on ETrade, you can go on any of those sites, and you have a fully functional system that gives you everything, whether it's tax compliance, whether it's regulatory compliance, and just ease of use. And Vault Bank really wanted to to utilize experience of its. and use the blockchain to kind of benefit the bridge, right, of traditional finance, the cryptocurrency market. Primarily, we see the future of ICOs and of tokens as security tokens. And in order to do that, legally compliant, so we've spent a lot of capital on several law firms around the world in order to be legally compliant. And we believe that by as a, being a security token and working towards tokenizing securities, Right, giving fractional ownership, twenty-four-seven marketplace, uh, increasing liquidity. We're able to kind of bypass the traditional means of raising funds for private placements and and other uh, investments. You're you're moving kind of the middleman, doing it for much cheaper, much easier, and giving access to the average person on a, on a number of investments that would normally be prohibitive due to either cost or regulation um, for the average investor. And in doing so, the Vault Bank Exchange actually is going to have everything built into it in this, from a compliance standpoint so we're building in kyc aml FATCA, and investor accreditation on our system so that we can streamline the process easily onboard people so that they can trade and at the same time onboard securities that would have to normally go through nasdaq or another and take a lot of time and a lot of money right
0: yeah it makes sense and so uh, how long has have you been in development
1: the so vault bank given development a little less than a year ago uh, the exchange has been in development for about four months now. We actually just released our uh, beta version for testing. It's beta.vaultbank.io. Welcome anybody to co- go to the site, tinker around with it, play with it, and give us any feedback. Um, so this site, I mean, the exchange is almost done. Uh, we're a couple months away. I would say maybe two months at the max from, from launching it. Um, in addition, we also have the vaultbank Fund, which I didn't touch on much Um we saw a, a, a need to quote unquote back our token by something. You know, a lot of people who are critical of the cryptocurrency space or cryptocurrencies in general like to criticize the fact that they're not backed by any. So a significant amount of the money we raise is actually going to go into the Vault Bank Fund to purchase real credit assets. And that's actually a partnership between Vault Bank and Random Forest Capital, which is a machine learning AI backed uh, hedge fund up Cisco, which is actually co-founded by Austin Trombley, who is our co-founder as well. So a lot of our funds and profits can be put into the into the Vault Bank fund to generate further yields on those investments. So that's actually up and running. We are that is ready to go. As soon as we hit our soft cap, we will be able to deploy capital into that part of the of the business line. The exchange is coming on board, and the final part that we've actually been working on is the Vault Bank debit card. Um, we're working with UnionPay and IP Guru and potentially Volopa out of the UK to integrate a debit card feature where you'll be able to move crypto assets off of your exchange and onto our wallet. Our exchange is actually going to be decentral. People are going to be able to have their own private keys of hacking and theft. But if you move your, your, your assets onto our wallet, use our card, our card will be linked to the wallet. We will pull the crypto asset, spot sell it on our exchange. So that's something we've been developing actually for the past couple of months too. And we hope once the kind of turmoil in the space of card and all the process clears up a little bit, we'll be ready to deploy that feature as well.
0: Great. And and so talk to me about some of the challenges that that you faced here in you know, legally compliant security token. Uh, that sounds like a, a lot of paperwork and a lot of red tape to, <laughs> exactly. uh, to be able to have that moniker. What, what were some of the challenges that you faced in order to get there?
1: So in regards to the legal aspect, I think, you know, the first thing is this is kind of still a gray space, right? So, so everyone's kind of self-regulating. But we we have a securities attorney in San Francisco. We have we have another firm for our ICO. Uh, we have a Cayman attorney, and we have a Singapore-based uh, attorney. And what we wanted to do is work within the framework that is given to us and try and do everything we can to be as compliant as possible because we believe that the waters will recede one day and a lot of people are going to be caught with their shorts off. Um, so we are actually a Reg D reg s exempt offering as per sec regulations and we're going to be a 506 offering so we're actually limited because of that to 99 u.s accredited investors so for u.s investors they need to be accredited we're limited to 99 and that that's actually been a little bit of a challenge you know working within that space and, and finding exactly what we need to do we also have a 150 plus page ppm which was uh done in concert with a lot of attorneys and experts in the in the, in the the field to actually have a private placement memorandum so that we function kind of like a traditional security in that sense and give everybody all the transparency and necessary information in order to make an informed investment decision. Uh, and we've always been following up with our investors with any changes that have been made and following all the regulation be followed. Also following strict KYC and AML proceeds to clear every single investor, of course, one of our two KYC partners. So there's been a lot there, but I think the biggest challenge, more than just the regulatory side, has been the the educational curve that we that we that we have. You know, on the crypto space, you're looking for you're looking at an investment class that's looking for big gains and and, and astronomical returns immediately. Um, so it's an educational aspect to let them know this isn't a utility it's a security we're following all these procedures for a reason we have all these protocols for a reason and there are, is a compliance factor here that we need to follow and for some people that's a turn off and that's fine you know this isn't the the offering for everybody and on the flip side you go to the traditional financial space you want to, you know for investors they don't move as fast as uh, as this market does. So, you know, they take a lot longer the due diligence side and they're still scared about all the potential regulations that might come down and are not just certain about the cryptocurrency market in general. So, there's definitely been an educational aspect that we've faced. Um uh, that's been a challenge and just, you know, updating people, letting them know what we're doing, why we're different, how we're better, uh which we believe we are.
0: Very good. And so, talk to me a little bit about the uh the future of using using tokens for these purposes. Uh you know, where do you see this particular market evolving in the next, you know, 12 months or 2 years?
1: So a lot, we think and I mean, I've been noticing this also a lot on the Twitterverse with, with a lot of cryptocurrency experts is that I mean, this this market is actually going to go towards the goal of, of solving issues, right? And the issues that we're solving is going to be the tokenization of securities. This could be a multi billion dollar, potentially multi trillion dollar market, you know, eliminating a lot of middlemen, a lot of a lot of red tape, a lot of uh, tedious and cost prohibitive um factors. And and you know, we just think fractional ownership, twenty four seven liquidity, uh, the ability to to, off- to do offerings quicker, easier and cheaper, but still be compliant is really the future of where security tokens and the tokenization of security is really gonna be going. You have to be able to skip a lot of the traditional platforms that would that would normally be the i guess the guardians or or barriers of entry for a traditional offering so by creating a a framework and a standard framework that you can uh utilize we we think we can bypass a lot of that and and you see that there's a lot of of action in this space, whether it's some competitors of ours i mean I could name a bunch, but you see that the securitization of tokens, the security tokens are really going to be the future of this market because a lot of people are seeing regulations on the horizon. They want to be compliant and they want to be, be. We want like them. We also want to be here for the long haul. We're not in it just for the short term. So that's kind of where we see it going and where we see ourselves bringing value.
0: Great. And so, who who would be a great uh, candidate to uh, use your token? as we have a lot of listeners out there in various different. Kind of areas of the market. Uh, some of them are crypto experts and investors, and some of them are uh, just getting into the space. Um, who who would you recommend this?
1: So we're actually in talks currently uh, to do a proof of concept with a couple uh, firms. Uh, not, uh, we'll be uh, releasing that information soon. But for private placements, I mean, we hope to be onboarding mutual funds, uh, investment funds, you name it, onto our onto our uh, platform. So we're going to have. Uh, a securities firm in Southern California that wants to do a public offering, so they're going to be coming to us. We're going to be tokenizing that offering and, and representing them in the next couple of months. So, you know, it's a perfect way to be raising funds for for a security, for a security, uh, for an investment vehicle. So that's really where where we're focusing on, on that aspect.
0: Okay, great. You yeah, know, makes sense. And so, uh, tell us tell us the uh, website one more time.
1: Yeah, the website is uh, VaultBank, V-A-U-L-T-B-A-N-K. dot io.
0: VaultBank. dot io. Any yeah, final Vault words Bank. for our uh, our group here before we go?
1: Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for for this time and the opportunity. Um, you know, we we definitely see that this is a crowded space, and we're pretty excited, like everyone is, about you know, the future of the crypto market, the the many uses of blockchain, and the best way we see ourselves fitting into this and in the future is by bridging that divide between traditional finance and the cryptocurrency market and we see vault bank not just as a a single thing but a suite of financial services for the next generation of finance whether you know it be securities or utility tokens or just cryptocurrency trading spending holding we see ourselves really at the forefront being a one-stop shop to provide all the services need people and, and kind of disintermediating uh finance services
0: okay Great. Excellent. So John Nahas from VaultBank.io. We recommend everyone check that out, VaultBank.io. That'll do it for uh, this episode of the Future Tech Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Almost Here, around the corner future technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast post to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.